Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you're feeling more nice than malicious, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Snatsnake7. Lady doesn't want a drink for her food, so she has to pay for each item individually. I worked at a KFC for about six months as my first job, and this happened towards the end of my stay. One of our managers, who I'll dub Jay, is pretty strict with us in order to keep up with time and company policy, but we didn't mind as he usually worked online with us rather than sit in the office all day. And he does not have patience for rude people, and on one typical military payday Friday, in towns next to military bases, all soldiers come in force on payday, we were slammed, and he was working register when a lady orders one of our 12-piece buckets, biscuits and all. Now usually you can save some money by ordering them as a meal, gives you drinks as well. So as usual, he asks what drink she wants, intending to make it a meal automatically. She declines the drinks. He tries to explain, ma'am, if we make it a meal, you'll... And she cuts him off with, I don't care, I don't need drinks. As I said before, he hates rude people, so he immediately shuts up, smiles to me and says, OP, can I get a 12-piece family fill-up and don't worry about the drinks? Before turning to her and finishing the order, which took a moment as we couldn't simply press the combo button anymore, rather, we had to ring up all the items themselves. He then had to ring up every single item individually, which racks up the price given the amount of items, and then finishes the order, which was well above what the normal price would be. It initially went off without a hitch, but unfortunately for us at the time, Retelling a funny story later wasn't really a thought at the time, rather we just wanted to keep the line moving. The family behind her ordered another 12-piece family fill-up, but they ordered the combo. As Jay was finishing up the second family order, the first one stepped aside to check the bags for everything. Then they hear the price. Jay rang the second family for almost half the price of theirs, and she storms over. How come theirs is so cheap? We ordered the same thing, she asks. To which Jay replies, wearing the standard issue customer service smile, You said you didn't want no combo, ma'am, so I rang them up individually, ma'am. So you paid for them, not as a combo, but as the order you insisted on me making, ma'am. She then asks for the manager, claiming we were scamming her, to which Jay responds by walking behind the wall and coming back two seconds later wearing his manager vest. And Jay says, Hello, I heard we had a problem, and I came to see what I can help with. She grabs her food and leaves. Do you guys think that it should be common knowledge that if you ask for something at a fast food place, and they automatically say, what kind of drink do you want with that? That you should assume that it's automatically going to be some kind of better priced combo deal? Or do you think that the mistake that this lady made, although being rude, was actually an honest one? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Wacky Gooner. Abusive, sarcastic patient said, Oh, you might as well hang up on me. Everyone else is. So I did. Extremely rude and abusive patient calls our appointment's office. 
as the clinic canceled and moved his appointment. My co-workers explained that he'd called the wrong office and offered to transfer him. He becomes threatening and was hung up on. This repeated many times. He finally came through to me and started cursing me out, then said, Oh, you might as well hang up on me. Everyone else is. So I did before he finished speaking. I was going to anyway for the foul language used. He stopped calling after that. I get that a lot of times, people calling up customer service or an office, they're probably doing so because they're upset about something, right? But you would just wish that these kinds of people who are upset about something calling into these places, that they could separate the issue with the company or the service apart from the receptionist on the other line. They're just trying to do their job, they don't deserve the grief, and most times, yelling at them doesn't help anything at all. This next story is by Lucario Stormblade. Disconnect your service if I feel it's necessary? Don't have to tell me twice. I originally posted this as a question in the Am I the Jerk subreddit, and the consensus over there said to give the girl in question a warning. For quick context, I have five lines on my cell phone plan, four actual phones, and an iPad. It's mine, my BFFs, his now ex, wasn't when I got it, girlfriend, her brother, one of my good friends, and the iPad. For about a year and a half, I was able to afford all five lines with no issues. This past month, I wasn't able to run for a little bit after the holidays, so I was a little behind on the phone bill. I had asked her to chip in then, and she said she would, as she's a DoorDash driver and was making a ton of money, as she put it. I managed to eke out a $350 paycheck between then and now, and I managed to send it to her, as she said she was going up to the store to pay it. She didn't, we all got shut off, and my sister came through with the funds. I had asked the ex to send the money my sister sent me to help out, and she said she would, which hasn't happened yet. Now that we're caught up, I decided that I wasn't going to see that money anyway, but the cordial thing to do is to send her one final warning. Either have the funds by the end of the week, or lose the phone. I think it's utter BS that you're making me come up with $270 in a week, was the reply. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's two weeks now, and didn't you say you made that in two days? I don't want to hear any more excuses. If you think that's necessary, then go ahead and shut our phones off came the angry reply. Okay, game on. No sooner had I logged in to disconnect all data services to the lines that were not in my possession, I got an angry message from Facebook from her ex-husband. Dude, that's her only line of communication and her only means of working. Why would you cut her off like that? She told me to, so I did. Well, that was dumb on her part. Fair enough. He responded with a shoulder shrug emoji. What I didn't realize was that she was about to get a raise as a top driver with DoorDash. Whatever that means. Oops. Looks like she has to find another means of income now. I mean, this was more than generous from OP to begin with. They were letting that many people float along on their tab? I think that's more generous than a lot of people would be. Quite frankly, if somebody's doing well enough to be promoted to the next top tier of DoorDash delivery or whatever, they probably should be paying their own phone bill anyways. Our next story is by HelpfulQuail276. I'm doing exactly what you want, even if it's not needed. I work at a supermarket and one of my jobs is called a rumble. I have no idea why and I've been working here for years. During our department's rumble, we're required to patrol the entire store with a dustpan and brush to pick up debris and rubbish and hot mop any dirty marks. We only bring those out when absolutely necessary to save us time. 
We have other stuff that needs to be done to waste 30 minutes or more cleaning up massive areas with a wet mop. Our store manager has expressed his requirement that we bring out the machine for our daily rumble, regardless whether it's required or not. He cannot dictate how we perform our rumble, as we're at apartments separate from the store. Still part of the company, but not the store. He gets upset enough to go to our boss if we don't bring the machine out and either only do the debris collection or quickly wet mop tiny areas. One of the people I trained years ago had surpassed me to become a department manager, because I declined but was smart enough to come up with a genius plan. Bring the machine out anyway. But here's the catch. Since we would have to refill it, clean it, and dismantle it after every use, we decided to keep it set up and ready to go at all times. So now, every day during our rumble, she takes the machine out, literally puts it around the entire store, taking deliberate routes to drive past wherever the store manager happens to be, engages the mildly loud suction without there being anything to suck up, and drives it back to store it. From the store manager's perspective, we're doing exactly what he wants. From our perspective, we're making him happy without actually doing anything needlessly. We're satisfying him without him having to waste our time. Rarely do we actually need to take the machine out, as 95% of the time the store is clean enough that a simple 2 minute mop will do the job. Little does he know, sometimes she takes the machine out without even setting it up, so it's actually incapable of doing anything anyway. But he doesn't know that. All he sees is us taking the noisy machine out and going past him. To me, it sounds like somebody paid way too much money for a machine that wasn't very necessary, and somebody's just trying to make sure it gets used? Even though it really doesn't make any sense to use that darn thing. I wonder if people previously didn't take very good care, which is why they ended up buying something like that, when if you actually did proper maintenance, it would only be like a two minute job like OP said. And our final story of the days by Thunderkirk, either suck it up or leave is not the way you want to address the person who's practically carrying the office. I worked in the service industry, well, to some extent, for about two years before the pandemic came. When I say to some extent, what I mean is I wasn't really serving anyone. I worked in a department called Back Office, or BO for short. This is where goods come and go. Our department has two jobs, to check and to input. Therefore, we called them checker and data. The checker's job is to make sure that all orders are eligible. This included quality and quantity. After a checker has confirmed the order, the data will then input the information regarding said order in the system, after which the merchandise is ours and will not be eligible for a return. Therefore, our department was extremely important. The work was stressful and more often than not heavily supervised. We used to have 8 people working at full capacity during the normal days and barely managed to get by. There were weeks when we had to work overtime almost every day just to get everything running in order. Because of these overtime hours, we got paid more than other departments, nearly 30-40%. to Of course, this sparked controversy. Other supervisors argued that we're using our workload to exploit the company. Mine was having none of it. There were audits, sessions, supervision from the higher office, and they found nothing. They even tried to bring in another crew from another store that's closely related, 
They quit as a whole after one month. When we got back in control, we even requested more hours to cover the crap that they had left behind. Eventually, the store stopped trying to change us. Instead, they tried to limit our hours. We used to request two or three hours on busy days before, but then, even when the store was practically buried under mountains of goods, they only let us do one, very rarely two. We tolerated it at first. Normally, we would stay past the requested hours to see things done, not because we love the job, god no, but because we're responsible workers and if we didn't finish the work that day, there were chances we'd get consumed by the flow of goods the very next day. Yes, we should have said screw it to their faces, but my supervisor asked us to stay and he'd try to fix things. He's a super cool dude and because I liked him very much, I agreed. The others weren't so cheerful. Three left after a month, so we're down to five. Our HC was three checkers, one data, and the cool dude. Us checkers suffered, yes, but the data was on the verge of collapsing. She would be the first to enter the office and usually the last to leave. Her shift was eight hours, but she worked 12 or more every day. More often than not, two or three of them were unpaid. We tried to share the workload with her, but we couldn't even cover our own most of the days. His objection to the work hours came to no avail. They were aware that we deserve those hours, so they simply ignore his request in response with something general. He's pissed. It was July, and the heat should not have come from the company as well. He requested a full audit, threatening to leave if things didn't change. They basically told him to either suck it up or go home. So he just left? He's the third person they've hired in three years to manage that office. So they thought he's just as disposable as the others. What they didn't know was, he's the only reason I and Miss Data stayed. So when we knew what happened, we immediately notified the HR that we'll also be leaving. They threatened us with penalties for unlawfully terminating our contracts because we haven't given them two weeks notice. But we laughed it off and reminded them that being the special department, the BO was given an extra three days off each year, which totaled in 15 days. Also, our contract stated specifically that if someone quit, they could choose to either use the remaining days off and leave early or get them converted into payment. They were so surprised when they found out that we had all of our days off fully intact. It's almost as if we'd been too busy to use them or something, I don't know. So they couldn't do anything about it. We then left the office with everyone's eyes shooting daggers. Of course, everything plunged into chaos. Did I mention that we're the most important department in the whole chain? Because we were, and they found it out the very, very hard way. The other two guys managed to last a week before also leaving, citing something like total madness or absolutely out of control. After they left, the store brought in a team of 10, but they couldn't have covered half our work despite being twice in number. Honestly, I didn't care about it that much, but it's not something that flew by. There were days when their store had nothing on the shelves, so people started to go to the other store in town to shop. When they got things back to somewhat normal, it was after five months and the damage had already been done. They closed last month and the place is now rented to some small business. Not as interesting as some of these stories, I just thought about it when cool dude called me last week. We were still friends. I'm out of town, but we kept in touch. Apparently, after the other two guys quit, they called him and tried to get him back to work. But he's a free agent then and said he was going to charge them twice for consulting fees. Not sure if it's a thing. Also, he would only work with us 
citing familiarity to the environment, and if not, then he'd do exactly as stated in the contract, which would be sitting around and ordering everyone to do their jobs. Seriously, he's supervisor. He didn't have to do anything. He helped us because we're head to toe in work, and he's a cool dude. He asked if they had tried to contact me after that. They never did. Anytime I come across a story like this, is why are they so hard on people that they cannot afford to lose? Like, even if they did think that everybody on that team in the back office was disposable, why give them such a hard time regardless? They don't deserve to be in business with an attitude like that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.